On today's show, Freightliner becomes the first to pilot an autonomous truck on the highway, BMW has an impressive first quarter, and new details about the Mustang GT350. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for May 6th of 2015. BMW posted its financial earnings for the first quarter, and the results are pretty impressive. The company sold over 526,000 automobiles in the first quarter, which is a gain of 8% compared to a year ago. That boost in sales helped push its revenue up nearly 15% to $23.5 billion. Earnings before interest and taxes hit $2.8 billion, a gain of 20%, and the company's net profit was up 4%, coming in at $1.7 billion. And as we keep saying, these numbers show why it's so important for an automaker to have a successful luxury brand. You know, we talk a lot about autonomous cars, but there's one industry that technology could be just as revolutionary for, trucking. And now Daimler has just gotten permission from the state of Nevada to start testing a few Freightliner semi-trucks on public roads. The system can be activated once the truck is safely on the highway, where it will regulate speed, apply the brakes, and steer. It uses a short and long-range radar sensors mounted in the front bumper and a stereo camera mounted just above the dashboard to carry out those functions. At this time, the system will not pass other vehicles, exit off the highway, or change lanes and it may even prompt the driver to take over if it can no longer properly identify objects due to construction or weather. But I would guess most long-haul truckers would love to have this technology. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Breakthrough Technologies for Lightweight Vehicles Most people would say a leather interior is necessary for a car to be considered luxurious, but is it the best material available? Not according to the head of interior design at FCA USA, Klaus Busse. On last week's Autoline After Hours, he told us, and I quote here, There's so many synthetic materials that are out there that are superior to leather, end quote. Klaus says over time leather wrinkles and the color can fade, but he concedes that customers like the material, so it's not going away anytime soon. But just because he isn't a fan of leather, it doesn't mean the company is neglecting it. Check out the interior of the Ram with this laser etched design in the leather. It looks like a type of pattern you would see on a high-end pair of cowboy boots. There's a lot more interior design tidbits like that in the show, so if you haven't done so already, make sure you watch it on our website or on our YouTube channel. According to Auto Forecast Solutions, Jaguar will start building the XE at its plant in Chickley, India. In fact, Land Rover already makes the Freelander there. But get this, that plant is only capable of making about 7,000 vehicles a year on two shifts. That got us wondering, how in the world can JLR possibly justify the cost of such low production? After a little digging around, we found that India has one of the highest import tariffs in the world, 135%. So JLR can make the cars in India, cut the price by a lot, 
and still make a bigger profit. Coming up next, Ford dribbles out more details on its monster Mustang. Yesterday afternoon, Ford showed us more details of its Gonzo GT350 Mustang and the Uber Track version, the GT350R. Ford claims it will be the best handling Mustang of all time, born and bred on a racetrack. To put it simply, they made it lighter, stronger, and more aerodynamic. The grille opening reinforcement was redesigned to lower the leading edge of the hood so the car punches through the air easier and it's made of carbon fiber to reduce weight. Speaking of aero, the underbody of the car is flat as a pancake with belly pans under the engine compartment and running from the diff to the rear bumper. This is the first Ford to ever use MagnaRide shocks, which respond to road inputs in seven milliseconds. That allows the car to corner hard, yet deliver a comfortable ride. The suspension components are all new, all lightweight, and completely changed the suspension geometry. The Mustang team wanted better feedback and greater grip, and they went into great detail to get it. The lower arms are cast slightly different on each side of the car, because the coil springs are counterwound. That is, they spiral in opposite directions depending on which side of the car they go on. Put it all together, and the springs don't bind up in hard cornering. The brakes are a masterpiece to behold, the massive two-piece rotor surfaces attached to the hub via an arrangement of pins. This allows the rotor surface to expand when they get hot, and the gap between the rotor and the hub helps keep it cool. Six piston calipers right up front, four pistons are in the rear. Even though it says Brembo on the brakes, Ford insists it developed all the specifications in-house. To partially offset the weight of the brakes, the R version comes standard with carbon fiber wheels, which saves 50 pounds per car. Interestingly, the insides of the wheels are lined with a ceramic coating, which protects the wheels from the massive amount of heat thrown off from the brakes. Ford claims this is the first OEM production car with carbon fiber wheels. Oh, and by the way, they're 11 inches wide in the front and 11 and a half at the rear. And those wheels are wrapped in giant Michelin Pilot Super Sport and Pilot Sport Cup 2 tires. Ford promises we'll get a chance to test drive the car later this year, but for now, they're just spoon-feeding us enticing details. That wraps up today's report, and we invite you to tune back in tomorrow.